Welcome back to Gold Ribbon Conversations, the podcast created to support families fighting childhood cancer in Ireland. Six children, adolescents and young adults are diagnosed with cancer every week in Ireland and the Gold Ribbon, which illuminates precious light, love, courage and compassion, is a symbol of strength and solidarity for each and every one. My name is Sinead O'Moore and it is my privilege to bring you this podcast on behalf of Childhood Cancer Ireland, a charity founded by and led by parents of children with cancer and survivors who know that one of the greatest sources of strength for this fight is conversation. Throughout this podcast, I talk to families impacted by childhood cancer, as well as the experts who care for our children's health, education and happiness. Yes, we talk about the fear and the pain, but we also talk about the hope and the friendship and the community that exists here because you are not alone. Childhood Cancer Ireland values every single donation while on its mission to help more children, adolescents and young adults survive cancer and thrive as adults and support all those dealing with the long-term effects of illness and trauma. We are delighted to bring you this episode with Olive O'Neill clinical nurse specialist in complementary therapies with Children's Health Ireland at Crumlin. From aromatherapy to massage, reflexology to a safe space to find some peace, Olive has an incredibly special role as she focuses her work on reducing stress in our bodies. Here we talk about why her work is so valuable to the minds and physical well-being of her patients and the story of how this essential service is being provided today on St. John's Ward. Healing takes many forms, and while stress while fighting cancer is almost unavoidable, it can be eased by leaning into and availing of trusted complementary therapies. Olive, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I'm always so keen to make sure that within the season, we talk about how people are being supported in fighting cancer in ways that aren't necessarily just medical treatment. So we talked to a wonderful play therapist in the season last September um, and, and we, we had Fergal in from the school in Our Ladies in Crumlin as well, talking about why education is so important. You play a particularly important role when it comes to the occupational therapies that go on in the hospital. Tell me about what they are and why they're important. Well, what I, hi Sinead and thank you for having me. Um, what I offer um, is complementary therapies uh, in a, a room in St. John's Ward. We have a lovely place uh, in St. John's Ward called Julie Wren, um, the Julie Wren Children's Cancer Support uh, Room. And um, we offer, it's, it's a non-invasive therapeutic approach. The Julie Wren Room, um, we offer complementary therapies there where um, we it's it complementary therapies is a gentle non-invasive therapeutic approach um to 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 people's well-being well-being of their mind well-being of their body and well-being of their spirit mm. and um it's 
it supports mainstream medicine uh, for sure, but more so than that, it enhances physical well-being, mental well-being, mental strength during treatments. Um, I would even go further to say it reduces symptom bundles such as um, pain, physical pain, nausea, headaches, um, primarily because I think we reduce their distress and stress, but also by reducing um, uh, procedural distress. And um, so it's, it's really to improve their journey, the quality of their journey while they're, while they're in hospital with us receiving, receiving their treatments. Would you say these treatments, tell me specifically about what they are. My assumption is they might be in a reflexology sense, an acupuncture sense, or is it talk therapies or what, what is involved? So, yes, um, we, we primarily do um, massage, uh, back massage. We use um, our own made up holistic um, aromatherapy oils that the, the, whoever is in front of us help us make up. Um, they, they're involved in the choosing the essential oil that they want, the blend that they want. And we do reflexology, both hand and feet reflexology. We do Indian head massage. We do acupuncture points when we're doing Indian head massage. We do uh, guided meditation, guided visualization, mindfulness and breathing. Um, then who, it depends on what we do, um, depends on who is in front of us and what they want and our assessment of what maybe they need at the time, but also we give them the power and, um, ask them what they would like. And, you know, when we build up a relationship, when we build up a connection, they're very quick to know what they want and they usually try something different every time. And that's really lovely. And it's lovely to give them a choice in an environment that they have very little choices in. And it's lovely to give them that space where they can be the boss and, and, and boss us around. And, and that's very powerful in itself. Um, they make up oils, as I said, as well. They pick, they pick an essential oil or we might pick an essential oil if it's appropriate to, to muscle spasm or muscle pain. But the teenage boys, they particularly love the idea of getting leg massages because, you know, they might have been very fit young men who were playing a lot of sports and suddenly they're not as mobile or as active as they have been. And they like the idea of um, a leg massage to keep their muscles lengthened and their ligaments lengthened and, and their wet legs weigh heavily during treatment, especially with steroid induced, you know, um, uh, bone pain and uh, so they they receive that well but there's a there is something for absolutely everybody from from babies to you know our, our teen, all our teenagers what a wonderful job <laughs> i'm very lucky i'm very lucky because it is if if they connect it's it's something powerful and beautiful and very supportive of of many of our, our children in the unit for sure it doesn't suit everyone, Sinead, but there's very few that don't avail of it at the same time. All members can can refer to our service 
from um, the consultant down to seriously, now I'm saying this seriously, down to the girls who clean the floors and the, the cleaning staff. If they see a parent that's struggling, which often they do, they would say, um, look at, would you, would you have a look there at, at, you know, the parent in room 17 or, you know, the father is, you know, having a little bit of a tough day today in room 15 or, so they're fantastic to, to give you an insight as well. Um, an insight that some of the rest of the team might not see. Um, so all members of the team refer. So we get a lot of referrals for sure. And, um, and um, I'd say nearly I, I, 75 to 80% of children diagnosed with cancer and their families are referred to the service. And I would say 95% of those that are referred would take up on, on treatments. I'd, I'd imagine that they, you know, a lot of parents can put on the brave face maybe in front of the consultants or they're, they, they've got their armour on. But it is that it is the cleaning staff. It is the people that mm. are just going about the day, not observing, but really deeply observing as well and seeing that actually something is, you know, those parents are showing those vulnerabilities in those quieter moments and that is really when they need you. That's exactly it, Sinead. That's exactly it. They're on guard, I suppose. They're paying attention. They're having a conversation when the medical team come in. Very often, um, the team come in with five or six members. Mm. Um, that can be intimidating, particularly for a new family before they get to know the team and get to know, get to connect with, um, with all the various disciplines. So it is that time when they're less guarded when maybe somebody is the back they see, think the back is turned away and they're, they're sweeping the floor and yeah absolutely that they can see the the, the trauma and the, the stress and the yeah, absolutely yeah it's 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 probably it's it's overwhelming for families as as you as you can as you've probably perceived from previous interviews but it's um yeah, it's words, words find, you find it difficult to find the words to explain what the journey that they're going through for sure, you know. And, and while obviously the aim is to fight the illness of cancer, stress in itself is an illness or it can certainly contribute to illness. And yet I think we're still learning about what stress does to our bodies. What based on you know your landscape of knowledge when we're holding stress feeling stress carrying stress living in stress what is that doing to us oh look if you're if there's a, if there's something underlying there stress anxiety holding tension is going to exaggerate that underlying thing by multitudes it's interesting Sinead we did um we did um, um, research on reflexology. It was a randomized controlled trial in the unit uh, on, on St. John's Ward to examine the effectiveness of reflexology for reducing symptoms in children and adolescents with cancer. And we did a randomized controlled trial. So we randomized um, into two groups. So one was for real reflexology between, for children between the ages of eight and 16. And the other was foot massage. Um, so the difference being, let's say if somebody complained of nausea, somebody came in and said, look, I'm really 
aching. My tummy's really in bits today and um, I have a headache. If I was doing reflexology, I would concentrate on those reflex points in the feet. I would concentrate on the head reflex points, the gastric reflex points, the solar plexus point. I would have, a, I would have an agenda. For a foot massage, I would just give a gentle foot massage everywhere and I would avoid those points for the sake of this trial. But what that showed was that nausea was relieved no matter whether it was foot massage or reflexology. Headaches were reduced no matter if it was foot massage or reflexology. And I think it was very powerful research that we had up to 80 participants in our research in a single center um, 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 in a single center. But what it does, what it showed was very powerful, I think, and it's exactly what you've just asked. If you've got nausea, but you've got anxiety and distress and stress on top of that, it exaggerates the nausea. If we can reduce the stress in any way, it reduces the nausea by tenfold. And, and that happened, and that happened over and over again in every one of our participants, in every one, 100% of our participants, whatever they came in with, they said it benefited, it helped, it reduced, maybe not completely, maybe the headache didn't go completely, maybe the tummy pain didn't go completely, maybe the foot pain, the leg pain, maybe the nausea, but it certainly reduced it, and they all said it helped, and I think what we help with is reduce that higher level of distress, higher level of anxiety, um, symptom distress, tension, tension holding. If we can release a little bit of that, it does help for sure. Long term, if we can move our body from stress to less stressed, <laughs> Not, not completely without stress, but certainly less stress. Can it impact our body's ability to heal and recover? 100%. Um, holding on to stress on a daily basis, um, we all get stress and we all can manage stress. But on a daily basis, it's okay. But long-term or over a given period of time, that does result in illness. That does result in, in, in um, if there is something again underlying there, it does result in it popping its head up for sure. So we're living in a world of self-care, of, of minding and managing, and we're becoming very aware of ourselves. And, and, and that's why I think that having this complementary therapy in our unit is fantastic because it it shows one that we're aware of this mm -hmm. for for our for our patients and our families, but also that we care about them and that we're showing we're showing them that it isn't just about giving you treatment. We really want to help you in your journey as well in the symptoms of of. That, that will fall out from your treatment, um, be they distress, procedural distress, stress, anxiety, um, whatever they are. So yes, for sure, it's, it's, it's massive. It's, it's, it's absolutely massive. Thanks to the generosity of the Julie Wren Trust at the Children's Health Foundation 
The complimentary therapy service is available to patients and their parents or guardians, offering a range of therapies to help them on the challenging journey of cancer treatment. You'll find more information at childrenshealth.ie. A diagnosis of childhood cancer is overwhelming. As a charity founded by parents and survivors who have walked this road, Childhood Cancer Ireland is here to help others to navigate this journey. From information and advice on dealing with diagnosis, to getting through treatment and providing links to cancer support groups and for peer-to-peer support, you can access essential information on our website, childhoodcancer.ie. It sounds like, although it is a nice to have, it's not only a nice to have. It sounds like this isn't about, oh, I'm going to take myself off now because I just need a, you know, a little bit of treating. It's not treating. It is treatment. And, and, it, and it, can, it can help our body to do the huge mammoth task that it's trying to do, which is, you know, to fight this disease. And I, I, I'm so happy that it's seen as a compliment. You know, it, it is, as I said, it's not a treat. It is a compliment therapy that is plugged in because we now thankfully know that if our body feels as though it is, you know, it's, it's coming back to a little bit of safety, that it can, you know, at a cellular level actually begin to feel and perform better yeah I think I think you're Sinead you're right um and I hope and I know it is perceived as as not it is a nice to have it's it is certainly nice to have but as you said uh it's certainly more than that and um uh it's probably hard for me to say that because we're delivering it and we're 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 just in the unit um nearly 12 years now. So it is very new. Um, I was a staff nurse in, in John's for many, many years, um, you know, working with, working in at the other end of things, you know, delivering the, the treatments, the chemotherapy. So to be able to do this on the other end and always seeing the need and not having the time to talk, not having the time to, when I was nursing um, on the unit, um, was always there, but we just didn't have time to. We just it was it's like it's mental when you're working as a, you know, um, as a staff nurse on the unit, and and it, that has not changed over the years. In fact, it's probably it's probably busier. So it's not a nice. Ta- it's essential that there are some of us that are ring fenced to and protected, mm. clinic from a clinical end to to work. Um, to help and enable uh, you know the, the the psychological support um end of things for sure it's 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 it's, it's definitely essential um this started with them um, and i should i should give a shout out to esther Wren, who is julie's mom who was just such a wonderful lady and had you know one of these spiritual ladies who had such insight when she was the mom of her daughter julie undergoing cancer treatment in the late 1980s. And she saw the gap back then. Um, she felt very supported from the unit, really, from a treatment point of view and from a conventional medicine point of view. 
but she she used to say at about three o'clock in the afternoon when when things got a bit quiet she used to say that she felt very unsupported and she felt that evening time and night time were so long mm. and um she felt that there's a gap here we need to do more for for these families and this is back in the back in the 80s into the 90s and this lady um who you know true loss of her husband and who was a farmer sold her family farm and gave the whole proceeds of this family farm to supporting families and parents of the unit and that's where she was coming from first was the parents and um, she wanted the parents more supported and thus the Julie Wren Trust was, was born, was established. And by processes of, of business, business plans and, and years of, you know, promoting, I suppose, what, what complementary therapies, we, we, this is where we came from with, with um, you know, help from Dim Nicoli and a shout out to Tracy Slevin, who's manager of the unit still. Um, this, this, this has been established 12 years ago. So I just wanted to acknowledge um, mm. Uh, Esther, uh, who is still involved in the Julie Wren Children's Council support with her with her sister Jill, Jill Wren, in the legacy that she is providing, and the insight that she had these many many years ago, and the amount she has had she helped now we've given I mean I I think maybe ten thousand treatments at this stage, that, you know she has given she has given she has mm. been the foundation for this and um um to thank her for that, for sure. And it's still charity funded, but the next the next thing is we need to get, we need to get more funding through to our HSE because it isn't a nice to have anymore, Sinead. As you said, it is, it is essential that we mind our families in every way possible, holistically. And, um, you know, um, it, 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 it's a common, it's, 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 it's just, yeah. There's nothing quite like the insights from people who have been through it. As you said, she she was that parent and she needed this and it didn't exist. Mm -hmm. and how powerful to go ahead and make it happen. How powerful when when she had this money um, from selling a farm mm. She could have lived a lovely, beautiful, comfortable lifestyle <laughs> from the proceeds of that farm herself, but gave it absolutely all away for something that she felt very passionate about. And so it's 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 a fabulous legacy for her. But it's um, do you yeah, feel a, a do you feel compelled to really protect it because of its story? Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. I do too, and I've just heard it. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and you know, um, you get tired, you get, mm. you get overwhelmed, you get naturally, um, you know, the place gets into your spirit and your 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 yourself, your being, and um, it, you just. Uh, pick up the pieces because it's you would be very driven from from where it is born from where the Julie Wren room is born from and um but I suppose what really drives me is 
the feedback from from the parents and and the children and those who 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 benefit from it and um you know it, it's it's we have the research to show that look we found this really really helpful we found this worked we found this beneficial we found this supportive the research says that so yeah and um yeah do you, so do you feel like you're changing you're changing minds with each treatment do you feel perhaps some people have never been introduced to the benefits or felt the benefits before and when invited to avail of they're a bit like mm, not I'm not I'm not so sure about this and then all of a sudden it's you know a few treatments down and, and you you've got advocates all over the hospital it's, I'm actually really surprised in the amount of people who have had some form of therapies before they come in mm-hmm. and are very receptive when they it's it's a it's they see the room it's one of the first things that you do see when you come into St John's Ward and they're 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 delighted and want to know about it in the midst of their absolute mind-boggling madness at diagnosis I mean such a harrowing mind-boggling time and they they have space when they see the complementary therapy they're asking about it um which is which is but for those who haven't seen or haven't um it's um they're always encouraged usually by their parents just to give it a try so we do we offer Sinead we offer taster sessions so taster sessions being look why don't we try reflexology for for 10 minutes and it means that it's not going to go on too long and if you're not able to say to me that you don't like it you I'm not going to go on for too long and you can tell your mom and dad and you know um but and so that's that you know that that's easier for them they they may not come back and ask for more treatments um but generally they do like it they do um they do they it relaxes them we're asking nothing is expected of them which is unusual in 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 the unit in 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 St John's Ward. Nothing is expected of them. Um, no conversation is expected on them. Although that rarely happens because we usually do yap and yap and chat and and um, I'll get back to the room in a second and that space that that room offers. But yeah, no, you're right. It, it people who it opens up channels for people for sure. Um, and people will do anything that will, parents will help, will encourage them to do anything that they will help, they think will help them, um, help them support them in their, in their journey for sure. But of course, sometimes, was I right in understanding that it, it, the parents can also avail of it? Yes, 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 yeah. they can for sure. I have to say at this point that um, there is, I work 0.5 and my colleague Maria and Trish is on maternity leave. We work 0.5, so we're one whole time equivalent. We're so busy, Sinead, with patients that we don't get, and we prioritise patients. We don't get to as many parents as we should, for sure, and certainly that we would like to, and that we can see would benefit. But we, 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 we certainly do facilitate parents and treatments um, Particularly, um, you know, even a half an hour of an Indian head massage for for mums, um, you know, they, they it just is, it just, you know, when we talk about mindfulness and and slowing down our thoughts, um, it just slows them down, uh, slows down those thoughts a small little bit, you know, we've 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 probably eighty thousand thoughts a day, mm-hmm. and most of those thoughts should be flowing thoughts. That, 
you know, thoughts come and go. We're all thinking about, oh God, I better hang out the washing now. It's it's nice outside. I better, I wonder what we'll have for dinner when I go home. And that's kind of a thought that comes and goes quite, quite a lot in everyone's mind. But a lot of flowing thoughts and they're healthy thoughts and good thoughts. And, and then we've active thoughts, active thinking where we're studying or we're, we're doing a task and we need to think about that specific task that's healthy, doesn't occupy that much of our day. And then we have fixed thoughts. And our parents um, have a lot of fixed thoughts when they're in with us. They don't have as many flowing thoughts. They don't have as many active thinking thoughts. It's very fixed and very fixed on, is my child going to get better? Mm-hmm. Is my child going to die? And it's profound. And that's over a long period of time is, that's not not really, you know, it's hard, it's difficult, it's occupying, it's totally occupying. Mm-hmm. And that's how parents describe it. They describe tension in their chests. They describe a heaviness continuously, the anxiety in the pit of their tummy and the total preoccupation of their child or their teenager or their young adult. And um, that fixed thought, we try to help with that for even a half an hour just to try to help them manage it for a short period of time, maybe just to disconnect from that, slow down that fixed thought for even a short while. That in itself is very powerful. You can't tell that parent that they don't need to have that thought anymore because, of course, they will continue to have that thought. But perhaps what that treatment can do is dial dial the the control that thought has over their body a little bit. Let, let Let some oxygen flow, let those muscles just melt even a fraction. Yes, yes, exactly. And even equip them with um, giving them a treatment for half an hour is lovely, but even giving them some maybe tips so that they can connect with maybe at various times in the day that they can do, um, you know, just at times, maybe even washing their hands. We are, they're washing, parents are washing their hands um, many, many times throughout the day. And um, maybe just when they're washing their hands to make that, that time just to be conscious of you know what they're doing just just bring your focus to washing your hands the hot water in your hands just even slow down and even by even saying that to them even if they don't do it they're conscious of oh god yes I must I'll try to do that or I'll try to just becoming aware of it even of the to slow down the thoughts a little bit or giving them options to to help them with their their mindset. Um, I was walking up the corridor yesterday and a mum, she tapped her head to me and she said, I've got the mindset. I've got it now when I see you. I've got that mindset. And she just carried on, you know, walking. You know, that that that's that's what we hope to do. That's what we hope to support and offer a helping hand. But I want to go back to Sinead, the Julie Wren room and the space that it offers. It's like um, one of the, the teenagers called it a confessional box last week, which was nice. I thought it was a, it was a nice word that it's it's a place that um, it's 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 not sanctuary. Kind of, it's, it's like a sanctuary. It's it's 
there's a lovely um there's a lovely mural on the wall with with trees and and poppies and and um there's no sign of a sink or or um we've hidden the oxygen we've hidden the the, the suction catheters we've everything is hidden it's there's a massage chair there for parents to use somewhere that they can come in there's music playing there's candles batteries not real candles lighting they can use them so it's a zero gravity heated massage chair that they can use lock the door and just be that's a place where our children our young adolescents and teenagers come in and they can chat they can be silent they can talk they can um they can tell me about anything they can talk about you know good bad whatever i'm not a psychologist um and i want to say that very clearly um i have some counseling done but it's just it's just a listening ear for them if they want to to say anything and that space that space is very sacred and sacrosanct and um and really important for some children just to to be to be there to be and to be there for sure and um and i just want to say to parents to they can use it at any time that it's not in use they can go down and use that chair lock the door so they don't have to talk to anybody they don't have to meet anybody they can just be as well the talk therapy is is a complimental it's so powerful in itself just saying the things out loud that you might not you might not want the people you love most to hear correct yes yes yeah that's a that's a really good thing to say because what we find is uh, a lot of teenagers like they're they're incredible. I'm in awe of them. I have to say, um, they're all amazing, and they should never get bad press because they're amazing. And how they want to protect their parents sometimes, they see anguish in their parents, even though their parents are trying to protect them. Believe me, the parents or the teenagers are trying to protect their parents. It goes both ways. So it is nice for them to have somewhere else to go. Um, but we have a great team of support. We've got our psychologists and everybody in the multidisciplinary team, the clinical nurse specialists. You know, somebody connects to somebody, some member of the team. And, you know, they have supports from a wide range of facets in the team. Um, and we all work together in that. We all work in the psychosocial support end of things together as a, as, a, as a big team. But how brilliant that it is now so protected and recognised in its power and it's essential that the fight against cancer is not me- only medicine. It, the human has to fight it. Absolutely. And for the human to fight it, that human needs to be given the resources of building up that strength and that courage and releasing the stress and having the mindset to go into battle every single day. And you can't just take medicine for that. Yeah, yes, yes. And 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 the key word there is building resilience. Mm. And and most families have that within them. Most families have that 
within their whole, you know, their community and their outer families and that support. And we just enable that yeah. and help that and um, help that grow. Then there's some families that don't have the same supports and some families that are very on their own here. And they might need a little bit more of a crutch and a little bit more of a help from, from those of us in the team than others. And, um, and we hope that we do that for them in whatever means, whatever means that, that suits them, be it psychology, be it um, ourselves and complementary therapy, be it play therapy. Mm. Um, but I think we're, we're kind of niche for the parents really, that we're, we're one of the biggest supporters for the parents from that point of view, um, um, that we can you know, help them through their journey when it's when it's really really difficult and they mightn't have more many supports outside in their family or community it's wonderful work that you do i'm i'm relieved to know that it exists i think it's really wonderful it, it's a similar feeling when i spoke to fergal who was the principal in in the the, the school in crumlin to just to begin to realize that it exists you know, that these supports, these people, these specialists with these skills, these particular skills are there on site, helping to hold the families. Yeah, and it's a long journey, Sinead. There's no quick fix here. It's a long, you know, for some it's up to three years in treatment. And, um, but it's absolutely, when I mean, we, we connect, and, and, and the whole thing is about connection as well and supporting, but they become they become, we become a family together because they see us more than they see a lot of their own family. They're in and out for, you know, many, many, many months, many years, up to many years. And you get to know the family so, 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 so well. And, you know, we've good fun as well. It's, it's, we've, you know, um, there's a lot of slagging. There's a lot of um, banter. There's a lot of laughing. There's a lot of happiness. It, it has to be like that as well. We have to bring, we have to bring fun and laughter into our days um, for all of us, for, for us to work there, but for our families to cope. And we have to seek out that fun bit, that piece in the journey as well. And, and that's important um, uh, for sure. Hugely important work. Um, thank you for talking to us today to tell us what it is that you do and how the parents and the the patients can avail of it and use it to its best intention uh, to learn about its story like you I just feel it has to be so protected developed grown even more so that more people can use it more frequently and for longer um thank you for doing the work that you do <laughs> Thanks. It's really, it's really important. Thanks, Sinead. We, 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 we want. Uh, I suppose uh, it's you know it's about mindset and turning, and turning things over. You know, we want our families to feel that they're not cancer victims, but they're all healing champions. Mm. And um, it really is about engaging in positive mindset and and supporting in whatever way we can. And you know, releasing endorphins, releasing, releasing their positive inner selves and and getting them through this journey in a positive positive way um it's hopefully it's 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 all good um yeah for sure thank you Sinead
Thank you for listening to this Gold Ribbon Conversation. There are more Gold Ribbon stories written by those fighting childhood cancer on our website, childhoodcancer.ie, and you'll find a link in our show notes. If you can, we would love you to share this podcast across social media using hashtag Gold Ribbon Conversations as it can help more families to discover this show. This podcast was produced by The Brand Story for Childhood Cancer Ireland, hosted by Sinead O'Moore and sound production by Alan Breslin.